Matthew 28, 16 through 20. If we could turn there, please. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. How much authority? Okay, one more time. How much authority? All authority, okay? It's not just in heaven or just in earth, but heaven and in earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and in the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So does it end as soon as Jesus gets crucified? Yes or no? Okay, nice and loud. Yes or no? no? Exactly. It does not end. Jesus, when he is preaching, he's already teaching that it does not just end here when I'm with you. That's what Jesus is saying, that I'm going to be with you continuously. So this is something that we need to remember, that we need to remind ourselves, that just because Jesus is not here in the flesh physically, does it no longer mean that Jesus is not here now spiritually? Think about that. But in John 14, 15 through 26, this is where we're mainly going to focus. So if you could turn there. This is what it says. Are you guys ready? Okay, you guys don't sound ready. Are you ready? Okay, thank you. Okay, you got to help the preacher preach like PJ says. There you go. I love it. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. How long? Forever. How long? Forever. Okay. So for those of you that think that God is not with us at this point anymore, read the scripture because it says right there that an advocate will be with us forever. Who is the advocate? Does anybody know? There we go. Thank you. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still God for those of you that don't know, okay? The Holy Spirit is God. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because, he neither, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives in you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long, and the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live, because I live you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me. And I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And this is how we will see the Father. We have to keep to his commands. we got to follow his commands. And here's the thing. Some people tend to think that once we're saved, we have to be under God's control. Right? We need to let God uh, completely control us. I used to think this as a, as a youth, as a 13-year-old. I used to think... If I now give my life unto God, am I now a robot and just do whatever he wants me to do? Or uh, do I have freedom? And that's the thing I had to learn. But the thing is, the fact that I'm already opening myself to God, I'm still free. But I do the will of God. I do the commands of God because I love God. And because of that, I'm going to live a lifestyle just like him. Because it says that the advocate will always be with me. And we also know this because... You know, God has genuine love for us. It says that he will not leave us as orphans. 
Does that, I'm assuming you guys know what an orphan is, right? Okay, just making sure, because I know some people wouldn't know that. And then it says in verse 22, then Judas, now Judas Iscariot, for those of you that don't know who Judas Iscariot is, Judas Iscariot is the one that betrayed Jesus and gave him up for money. But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? It says, then Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave you with, my peace I give you. I do not give you I do not, I'm sorry, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid because Jesus is always there. It says in Joshua 1, 9, this is my favorite verse for those of you that don't know. It says for, uh, you know, it says, why are you timid? Why are you scared? Um, but be bold and courageous for I am with you forever. That's what God says. And I believe that. And for those of you that don't believe that, because a lot of people tend to think, especially when they're in depression, and I know that because I've been in depression as well, okay, where I tend to say, man, God, you're not there. You can't hear me. God doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. But then I, I start to compare myself to others. And it's like, oh, man, look, uh, Lord, look at this leader. I see them. They're blessed, God. They have a healthy lifestyle. Why don't I have a healthy lifestyle? You know, and I tend to think that God's not there. He's not with me. And I just fall into depression. I fall into sin or whatever it is. But God is with us to the very end of the age. Because Jesus already said that he will be with us forever. How long? Okay, I hope you believe that. If you don't, I'll pray for you. And we'll also have altar workers for you to pray for you. In Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Okay, God gives us freedom when the spirit is in, in us. Like I said before, we don't all of a sudden lose freedom. But this is what it says. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Don't use your freedom to all of a sudden do whatever you want. Because what, doing whatever you want is not, is not a good thing. It's not a healthy thing. People tend to say, uh, do you or YOLO, you know, do whatever you want. Do what makes you happy. But whatever, not, the things that make you happy d does not necessarily mean they're beneficial for you. They could be corrupt. They could kill you. It says in the Bible that bad company good, uh, corrupts good character. You don't want to surround yourself with people that tend to have a, a dirty mindset. Because otherwise, you're, at some point, there, it's possible at some point, you are going to want to live a similar lifestyle as them. They will start to question your salvation. They'll start to question why you live in this certain way. They'll start to question your holiness. I used to be like, or I used to have similar situations where like, like that, where once I got saved, of course, as a believer... I stopped cursing. I stopped smoking. I stopped watching pornography. I did. I stopped doing X, Y, and Z. And then I would have people uh, within my school that be like, "Hey, uh, why don't you curse anymore?" And I'll be like, "Cause I don't want to no more. Cause I'm, you know, I'm saved. I go to church." And they'll be like, "Man, you change. You're, you know." And they'll start roasting me. Oh, you're lame. You're X, Y, and Z. And then it would get. It got to my flesh so much to the point where I was no longer saved. I started living like the world. But it says in uh, verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Like it says, uh, do not indulge in the flesh. But 
but rather serve one another humbly in love. For, their law, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, and you will be destroyed by each other. So you guys want to keep each other accountable. You guys want to sharpen each other. So with Will, you know, if I see that Will's angry for whatever reason, you know, which he isn't, okay, so thank God. But, I, you know, I would, as a brother, I would go up to him and go like, hey, Will, why are you angry? You know, it's like, don't be angry. And, uh, you know, forever, you know, just have joy in the Lord. And he would do the same thing for me or any other leader in this church where they would correct me and let me know that the way I'm living or the way I'm showing how I'm living uh, it's not a good thing. You know, if anything, I'm probably instant if they have to call me out to the point where it's like, hey, it's really bad. I got to pull them to the side and like give them a huge rebuke. But we want to sharpen each other because as we continue, it says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So this is what happens when you start to live with the spirit in the spirit living in you. You start to no longer have desires of the flesh. Because when I did not have the spirit in me, I wanted to do whatever I wanted. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to, you know, look at girls. I wanted to watch pornography. I wanted to smoke. But the thing is, like I said, me doing those things are not beneficial for my life. You know, if uh, I wasn't saved, you know, who knows where I would be. I'd probably have lung cancer for all I know. I'm just joking. I'm over-exaggerating because I don't think I would if I did smoke that crazy. But the thing is, it's like living in sin is not beneficial to you. You could continuously do it over and over and over again. And this is the thing where I learned from sin. That no matter, no matter how many times I sinned, it was never, what's the word I'm looking for? It never gratified me. I never felt accomplished. So I, I tend to, sin, when I was a sinner, I would sin because I needed a, a way out of my depression or whatever it was at that moment. So if I felt sad, you know, uh, going to go smoke would, you know, make me feel better. But then by the time I was done smoking, it's like I would still feel the same as I did before I did smoking. And literally, it was no point. I was just destroying me, myself, really. But when I was saved, when I gave into the Spirit, the Spirit filled me up. It filled me up. I wanted to walk like Jesus. It says that the Spirit, Jesus says that the advocate or remind us of what he taught us. And what did Jesus taught us? He taught us a lot of things. He taught us not to live in sin. X, Y, and Z. But we, only, we can only do that through the advocate, the Holy Spirit. But if we do not want that, if we do not want that, it's not like all of a sudden Jesus is going to hold us by the hand and say, no, you're going you're gonna to come over here. I'm going to teach you how it's done. God will not do that. God will not do that. You have to give it on to the Lord. Because you may be filling up a seat right now. Just You may be filling up a seat, but you're not doing anything for yourself if you're not receiving from the Holy Spirit. People tend to come in and out over and over again. You know, I've been in Elevate for when I first came, I was 13. So I've been in Elevate for about 10 years. And I've seen people come in and out over and over and over and over again. You know, I, I don't need to see people here just for a number. We tend to take attendance. It's not, we don't do it just for a number. But when we preach the gospel to you, we do it so that it may benefit you. So that you may hear. So that you may follow the truth. But if you don't want to follow the truth, then all right, we have another open seat for somebody else to come in and receive. You know, and I want you to I want you to hear the truth. I want you to live by truth. And that's why I need to constantly remind you 
So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. When the Spirit is in you, He gives you the power to endure the hardships of flesh. So a lot, and so some people would tend to think that, hey, this is this is too tough for me, Jesus. It's too much for me because I, you know, I had points where I felt like it was so much for me that, you know, God would not solve this situation where I've had multiple, well, not multiple occasions. I had a one occasion where I was so angered and I just kept letting it build and build and build. And instead of giving it unto Jesus and letting the Holy Spirit just fill me up, you know, I let my flesh take over. And it got to the point where... You know, I was saved at this point. I was at work, and I started cursing on my coworkers. And I was, I was even cursing on my manager. And I was telling them, hey, uh, you know, if you don't do this or if you don't fix this, I'm going to walk out of here right now. And he looked at me. He's like, okay, let me go, let me go solve this situation. And after that happened, I just, I just told myself, man, that was not the way I should have responded. But that's how I responded because I let the flesh take over, and I didn't let the Holy Spirit fill me up. But we need to constantly remember that God is with us and God is moving. Some of you may say that you don't have the Spirit or ask, how do, you, how do you have the Holy Spirit? Ask yourself that. How do you know the Holy Spirit is in you? Because look it. We need to live a life. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying that you all of a sudden have to come up and take the mic from me and all of a sudden start preaching to everybody in here. But you need to know if God is in you. And some people question that. It says in Luke 11, 11 to 13, if you could turn there, please. This is what it says. Are you guys listening? Okay. Help the preacher preach, you guys. Are you guys listening? Okay, let me get an amen. Okay, awesome. Verse 11, which of you fathers, if your son asks us for a fish, will give you a snake instead? Or if he asks us for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give a good gift to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Did you guys catch that? Okay, let me read that again. I'm going to read verse 13. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? To those who ask him. Some of you guys are complicating it, where it's like, God, it's like I'm stuck here, I'm stuck here. But no, you just got to ask him. You got to ask him. And some of you guys are like, what? That's it? All I have to do is ask him. The depression that you guys go through, the lifestyle that you continuously want to live in, that's the flesh, and you want to get it out of, you just got to ask him, God, live, be in me and take me out of this. You have to be consistent in the word. You need to be continuously filled. When we preach the gospel to you, it's so that you may benefit from it and listen to it. It's not like I preach to you so you guys continuously be saved, but I, we preach to you so that way you guys can grow spiritually. Spiritual hunger 
And that's all you got to do. It's as simple as that. Jesus is God and so is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said he will be with us forever. He is here today. And if, so, if you guys don't have the Holy Spirit in you, I ask you guys. No, well, I don't ask you. I tell you guys that all you have to do is ask. Because it's the Holy Spirit, God is so good. It, said, it already says that if a good father, or not a good father, I'm sorry. If a bad father is already able to give good gifts to their sons or daughters, how much more will God give to those who just simply ask him? That's a good gift to me. I receive that. But uh, going back to, uh, what was it? John 14. I'm going to read it again. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So we need to remember that just because Jesus is no longer here physically, God is still with us. But it's through the grace of God that he has mercy on us, that he gave us salvation, and that he continuously speaks. We, we worship a living God that still speaks and moves today. If you believe that, let me hear an amen. amen. Okay, because if you didn't say amen, then I'll pray for you and let me know. Because I'll come up right now and I'll stop preaching and pray for you. But you know him for he lives in you, with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. He will not leave us as orphans. And I don't know how many of you guys don't have, uh, you know, either a mother or father in your life one or the other, or even both. But it's tough. It's tough. And Jesus is saying that I will not leave you like an orphan that has no parents. I will not leave you because I will be with you there to the very end of the age. And I didn't get the opportunity to say this last week, but I had a word from God while we were doing worship and how we make time for the Holy Spirit. But this is what God told me, that many of us here today, Obviously, it could apply to more people last week as well. If any of us are here today are saying that, uh, God, you can't hear me. Oh, God, where are you? You need to stop because I am here is what the Lord says. I'm a living God and I'm a speaking God and I will heal you from what, what you are going through, from depression, from sin to pornography or to whatever it is. I heard God say, you do not have to feel lonely anymore. You do not have to go through uh, these wicked desires or depression because I am here. So stop asking God, where are you? Because I am here is what lo the Lord said. If I could have Melanie to, I was going to say the keys, but to the guitar, please. But that is what I heard the Lord say when I heard that. I'm like, oh, man, I, I need to find a mic. I was trying to go left and right. Uh, you know, I was trying to see if I could use the mic on the sound booth, but, I, you know, I was too late. I'm like, dang. I'm all like, if that is somebody, if that was for somebody here today, I pray that you guys receive. Because God is still moving. And God will not stop moving. He has been there from the beginning, and he will be there to the very end. And like the song said before, a missionary anthem, if we were to die and be forgotten, as long as, you know, God, to God be the glory. 
it is all for him. It doesn't, my life does not matter. You know, not that I'm saying I want to die all of a sudden, but my life does not matter because it is all for Jesus. Everything that I do is going to be onto Jesus. I'm going to be patient, and I'm going to move in one with the Spirit. And for those of you that I said, I told you guys to, uh, early on to ask yourself if the Spirit lives in you or not. During this time, as we're about to get ready for the altar call, if that applies to you today where if you don't even know if God lives in you or if the Spirit lives in you, then I'm going to be honest. If you're questioning it, then it's, it's a bad sign that you're questioning it. If I could have everybody please stand up and the altar workers uh, come on up. But if you're questioning it, if you don't even know if God's in you, if your actions, if the way you walk with Christ does not show Jesus, does not remind you of Jesus, then come up for prayer. The altar workers are here. For the fellows, we have Will and Deacon Daryl. We have my wife and Kirsten. That will pray with you. That will pray for you. For those of you that lack... And they will pour into you. And I don't let pride be an obstacle in your lives. Because that's what I did. That's what happened with me as a youth. I let my pride get in the way. Where I felt like I didn't need a leader to pray for me. Or I don't want to go up because I don't want people to see that I'm being prayed for by other people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares what the person on your left or right think of you? At that time, my brother was coming with me to church, and I didn't go up for prayer because, you know, it's like I didn't want my brother to think I was lame or anything. But I should have went up for prayer because I needed the Spirit in me. And I pray for those who do not have the Spirit. If it's you or your families or even my family, my brothers used to be saved with me. They used to be saved, and now they're not, they're not, they're not saved anymore. I'm the only one that's saved in my family. And I pray for them because they do not know. They do not know. They have not felt the spirit. They don't know what the spirit looks like except through me. That's the only way they saw the spirit. When I, when I was still living with my mom, their actions were different because they, they saw the spirit in me. My older brother, he would curse, but whenever he cursed around me, he, he'd look at me and go, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he, he wouldn't intentionally not curse around me. But now that I'm not there, whenever I do go over, he, you know, he curses around me now. Because it's like I'm not around there anymore. You need to be examples to your brothers and sisters. You need to sharpen them. You need to remind them. You need to show them what Christ looks like. You want to know what Christ looks like? Look at Will. Look at Cielo. Look at Daryl. Look at TJ. Look at Joby. This is what Christ looks like. Because Christ lives in them. The Spirit lives in them. If you need more examples, come on a Sunday. Come on a Sunday. There's so many people on fire. So many people jumping up for the Lord. So many people with joy. People crying out for God. Jesus, I thank you, God. Let's just close our eyes and bow our heads. As Melanie sings, just think of, if you
if you're not one with the Spirit, be one with the Spirit now. for those who are not ready to accept you, God. You are ready, God, to take in, take them in, God, like the prodigal son, God, where you just want to take them in, God, and throw a feast for them, God, because there's so you have so much joy, God. That we are giving it all unto you, Lord. For those people, God, that are not fired up on you, God, fired up for you, God, I pray, God, just ignite them, God, with your fire, God, with your Holy Spirit, God, to want to be able to shout, to jump for you, Lord. God, I pray that nothing in this world becomes an obstacle in our lives, God, that prevent us, God, from chasing after you, God. For if there is other people that do not want to follow you, God. I pray that we don't focus on them, God, in the sense of us completely stopping our walks with you, Lord. But I pray that we continuously chase after you, God, no matter what, Lord. And I pray that you bless every single youth here today, God, and every single person listening to the live stream, God, that was not able to come, God. And I pray, God, that they stop saying, God, where are you, God, and I can't hear you. God, because you're right there, God, and I thank you, God, for being there always, God, from the very beginning to the very end, God, I can always count on you, God, and I pray we count on no one else, God, it's in your mighty name we pray, and everybody said, amen, so during this time, 
that for those of you that need prayer, our altar workers will still be up here. But for now, just sit, relax. After this, we're going to work on our Christmas presentation.